agrivoltaics is the use of land for both agriculture and solar power. It's not a new concept, but it is something that is on the minds of UW Extension. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. UW-Madison is working with Alliant Energy to plan a solar and agrivoltaics project at the UW-Kinganza Research Campus near Stoughton. Will Fulwider, regional crops educator with UW-Extension, says this project would generate enough clean energy to power more than 450 homes. He explains how solar and agriculture are coming together to benefit the industry. This project is a collaboration between UW-Madison and Alliant Energy, and they're building a 2.25 megawatt solar facility near Stoughton. 2.25 megawatts, what is that size-wise? Is like, well, that says kind of nothing to the average person. There's about seven acres of solar per megawatt. So this solar site will end up being about 15 acres, and it's on the Kaganza Research Campus, which is part of the Physical Sciences Lab. So it's taking 300 acres of this campus and only using 15 acres of that to put the solar site on. The rest is mostly agricultural land and still is corn bean farm. Who's conducting the research and what is this research looking like? Where's the agriculture aspect of this? The agriculture aspect of it is what we're trying to figure out is what does well between solar panels. And that's part of it is really cool is that there's a lot of people around the states trying to figure out how can we continue to practice agriculture within these solar sites. I mean, yes, there's solar panels on it. Yes, it introduces shade. But to some things that could be a benefit when we think about like heat stress and animals, especially outside grazing, it could be a benefit to those animals having that shade. And it can also be a benefit to some of our cool season grasses that, you know, we see this summer slump at about this time, you know, this year it came really early because of the drought, but we're seeing kind of this lull in production in cool season grasses. And so what if we introduce the shade into the mix? What happens if we're trying to grow cool season grasses underneath and between these solar panels and have animals grazing it, or we're using it to make hay off of? So these are all kind of the ideas that we're throwing around. And that's from the ag side of things. That's my world. Whereas there's researchers that are looking at the hydrology of it. There's researchers that are looking at how does the installation of the solar site affect the soil properties. You know, people that are getting into the real hard science of it and looking at all those things as well as what's the environmental effect of installing the solar sites and how does it affect existing wetlands and everything like that. So it's really super collaborative across the board. Um, Really fun to work with a bunch of different professors, people within Extension and just other folks at UW-Madison. So what is the main goal of this project? UW-Madison students, faculty, and staff have kind of pushed the university to have more sustainability-minded goals and make progress on those goals. And this is one of those steps on that kind of train of progress. And it's to try and lower the energy footprint of the university by having this, you know, 2.25 megawatt solar site, which is, in essence, to give you an idea, it could power about 450 houses with that amount of energy. And that's just going onto the local grid. So it's used by local communities. It's not being directed towards UW-Madison, but that's offsetting energy use that the university is using. So... Part of that is to make headway on those goals, but also to be like, how can we use this opportunity for a living laboratory? What can we push kind of solar development boom that has happened in Wisconsin over the past couple of years towards a better usage of that land? A lot of the land is either just fallowed, put into pollinator habitats, which is, you know, better. But, you know, it's displacing agriculture, which has made it a contentious issue uh, in rural areas. So it's like, well, if this is going to happen because the solar developers can pay a lot more in their leases to landowners than farmers can, 
how can we continue practice farming? What types of agriculture can we be doing in these areas? And so that's really the whole goal of this for me. You know, other people are looking at the soils and the hydrology and everything like that. But for me, it's what is the form of agriculture that's best suited for these solar sites? And what are the kind of different articulations of that? And how do we take the steps to practice that? So do you have an idea of what those types of agriculture you're going to try and implement and test first? The main one that we're going to try and do is, and the reason why we're going to do it is because it is the predominant form of what we're calling agrivoltaics, which is the co-location of agriculture and solar energy, and that is sheep grazing. The reason why sheep grazing is popular is because sheep eat a lot of stuff. They are also way smaller and less heavy than cattle, so they pose less of a risk to the solar cells themselves. Which, you know, when a solar company is weighing what are they going to do for vegetation management, do they have folks coming in with mowers and, you know, weed whackers to try and cut away some of that vegetation so it doesn't grow over top of the solar panels? Are they going to take a bid from them or are they going to take a bid from someone that's grazing and maybe has lower costs than that? And it's really cool because it's a win-win. The grazer gets paid by the solar company to do vegetation management. It's They're collecting forages with their sheep and they are getting free feed from that in a way. So it's really, for that grazer, it could be a boon uh, financially to, to do that vegetation management. You know, sheep is kind of the first wave of it because of that lower risk it poses to the panels. And you know, we're going to try and figure out what are the best forages for the upper Midwest in solar panels. That's kind of our goal because it is shaded out. It's a totally different microclimate than it growing out in a pasture, similar to like an agroforestry or silva pasture, but there's not a ton of that in Wisconsin. And it's going to be slightly different because it's not a tree. It's not the dappled shade or sunlight of that. So that's going to be what we're testing is what forages work, what assemblage of forages work well for both a sheep kind of high quality forage for them and also just for yield and biomass production underneath these solar panels. So that's going to be the first step. And then, you know, there are other people around the country that are doing kind of different forms of ag underneath the solar panels. And we're going to try and push it and see where we can go. I'm really interested in, can we get hay making equipment in there? Can we make feed for dairy cows off of this solar land? Because to me, that's the ultimate like marrying of the type of agriculture that is already extant in that area with the solar that has come to displace it or not displace it if we're doing agrivoltaics. Why is it important for solar power and agriculture to coexist? Yeah, I mean, it's energy generation, right? Nobody wants any form of energy generation in their backyard. Well, no one wants a coal plant. No one wants a solar site. No one wants a, a wind farm. But we all use energy you know, and it needs to be located somewhere. And people are like, why aren't we just putting it on our rooftops? And it's because it's really difficult and those rooftops get really hot and that reduces the efficiency of those solar panels as well. So not to say that we shouldn't be doing that. We absolutely should. That's wasted space. But, you know, we need to think about how can we produce energy and make, you know, Wisconsin more resilient in its energy system. And part of that is, is solar now as it's become cheaper and cheaper to produce. And so how it benefits the kind of rural and urban communities is if we co-locate these, we're not displacing the agriculture that's there. In fact, if we're talking about vegetation management, farmers could potentially be paid to make hay off of you know these solar sites because they're the vegetation manager. So not only are they not paying for rent, but they could potentially be paid to make hay. But there's risks. It's you're not getting as much yield. Is it worth it to you? You know, we're going to have in Dane County a 4,000 acre plus solar site here in the not so distant future. We don't have enough sheep in all of Wisconsin to graze that site. So we need to be forward thinking. What is the type of agrivoltaics that need to be practiced for this to become a viable kind of enterprise? What is the timeline now for this project moving forward? The progress that's going to be made, what's happening? Construction is tentatively starting in the fall. Um, you know, it's always a long process. So we're still in the design process. We're figuring out what is the type of solar installations that we want to have. There's different options. What is the type of agriculture that we want to have within these solar sites? And then after that, it's a pretty quick turnaround if everything, all the equipment is available. So maybe sometime 
you know, next summer or late summer is the goal. And research is ongoing already because, you know, they want to take baselines of what does the soil look like right now? What does the hydrology look, look like right now? So there's kind of those initial steps being taken. And, you know, where I come in and the agricultural research aspect of it, that's going to be after the fact. How is the student involvement in this? I mean, students have been a part of the process for the whole time. So on the steering committee that I'm a part of, we've always had students kind of filtering in and out, talking, giving their opinions, providing, you know, necessary research of what could be potential plantings on this site. There was a great graduate level class that presented this whole plan for what could be vegetated at the site. And, you know, this is going to be a living laboratory. It's going to be an education tool. People hopefully will come out from the community and also students from local schools, but very much to the university to see what is the research that's going on here? How can we learn more about agrivoltaics, more about solar energy in general? So the goal is to eventually have tours and kind of the facilities to help to facilitate those kind of educational opportunities. How do you plan to share the results? What are the steps then to share that with the rest of Wisconsin? One of the things that we're hoping to do is provide fact sheets about some of the stuff that we're learning. For people that are interested in grazing solar sites, they can come to solar developers earlier on the process maybe have a hand in the types of forages that are being planted because that could go a long way to providing more forage for their sheep. Their sheep can be out there longer or even cattle if we move towards that. So, you know, getting that out there, having field days maybe out there as well for people that are interested and, you know, agrivoltaics in in general or solar grazing, what have you. And, you know, I run a podcast for UW Extension called Field Notes and we are working on a agrivoltaics episode as we speak with the Cutting Edge podcast, which is the Emerging Crops podcast that Extension runs. It's going to be a long whole series looking at kind of where is the research right now? What are the efforts at right now? So we're just really one small part of that. So hopefully we can kind of tap into those networks and get folks that are doing different forms of agriculture, maybe a little bit more established out there as well to have kind of facilitate those educational events and also looking at kind of disseminating that information through traditional extension channels. I'm excited to be a part of it. I know that there's a lot of contention surrounding uh, solar development in Wisconsin on rural land and I get it. It's displacing ag, but it doesn't have to be that way. There's a way that we can kind of marry these two together. And it actually ends up being a more efficient use of the land in total. We're generating, you know, energy from this land at the same time that we're generating fuel, fiber and food. And so when you look at this thing called the land equivalency ratio, you know, what you're getting from marrying these two systems is higher productivity than you get from them separate. So, I mean, if we're talking about efficient use of land, um, you know, I think it could be a really big part of that solution. And this isn't going to be everywhere. There's a stat out there that solar energy would only need to be placed on 1% of Wisconsin's land area to meet its energy use, which I'm not advocating for at all. But if we can continue to farm those units of land, those parcels of land in a way that's similar to the way that we have been, I think we could see some really large benefits from that. That was Will Fullwider, Regional Crops Educator with UW Extension. You can learn more about their project in our article at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.